Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Two Bear Arms Channel. Uh, as you'll notice, we have some new equipment here in the studio, and uh, we've got more new equipment coming soon. So uh, we're going to try it out today. It feels a little awkward, but... A little bit, little yeah. Bit, Getting we'll, used to the headphones and hearing each other in them and yeah. stuff. So, yeah. Here pretty soon, we're going to be calling each other Johnny Big Time or something. That's like right. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, cool. All right. So we promised you another segment on holsters. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about holsters. We're going to talk about paddle holsters becoming very, very popular. And uh, I know it was kind of kind of unique today. We decided we were going to talk about the paddle holsters. We knew we were doing a holster segment, and then we both looked at each other, and we're both wearing paddle holsters just by chance. So, it was a pretty magical moment. There you go. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, why don't you tell them a little bit about the paddle holster that you carry since you're carrying it on a revolver. That sure. makes it kind of unique yeah. also. Um, you know, this, this one happens to be one that uh, was made here at Two Bear Arms. Um, the world famous, two the world arms. famous two bear arms. And this one is actually in their leather, like Kydex pattern because, uh, it was made for a revolver. I happen to be carrying a two and a half inch Smith and Wesson model 19 pin and recess. Very classy. Anyway, um, uh, this is one of my favorite kind of grab and go combos right here for me because it's so easy to put on and off. Um, again, we open carry in the shop here every day. Um, and, you know, if I've, if what I really like about this is if I've got a project outside or we're working on the range and I got to crawl around on the ground or something, I can quickly remove this. Um, and, but yet it also still holds very tight to the body, paddles very secure. I get a lot of support out of it. Definitely, absolutely one of my favorite modes of carry right here. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, I guess there's arguments to be made for how deep a concealment you can accomplish with this and with it, with any outside the waistband holsters, it's really just as good as your cover garment is sure. at that point in time, sure. but, uh, definitely one of my favorite designs. Um, and again, this one's made, uh, for my 19, um, it's got a tension screw, um, and, you know, and I've got pretty decent retention on it. I mean, that's a great holster, great yeah. field carry too. Yep. So yeah, um, the paddle holsters, you know, and here's a semi-automatic that, uh, I carry every day. Um, in a paddle holster design. I also have belt attached and such for it. But the unique thing on this one is that I also have the light on it. So there again, with the custom Kydex holsters, such as we make here at Two Bear Arms, uh, we can make them for anything, any configuration. This is an Olight uh, application added to a, for those don't recognize the model, it's an HKP7, older model, uh, something I really enjoy carrying. But there again, the click down, and I'm sure you heard that. The click down into the holster, very, very secure inside the holster with tensioning screws. Um, and like Deuce just mentioned, one of the big advantages, and I talk to a lot of people when they're purchasing a new gun or they come in directly looking for a holster, one thing, one question we have is, when are you going to wear it? And for those that uh, work um, in factories or that farm or that are mechanics or construction workers, the paddle holster is an excellent excellent choice because it's easy on easy off like deuce mentioned a little bit ago taking it off just to go work on something but going into you know your place of business you can just pop your holster off lock it in your car which in indiana you're perfectly legal to do on your, your uh, wherever you park your car um just lock make sure it's locked up inside the vehicle preferably in another lock box to make it even more secure but then when you come out of work you can just pull the pull it out pull the holster slip it on slip the gun back in and you're good to go so Makes it very, very quick application for it. They come in several different styles. We can make them for about anything. Now, there is a limitation to the paddle holsters, in my opinion. Um, it We can make them for any firearm that somebody would want. <clears throat> but one of the limitations that I try to suggest to people is if they get into a large frame, a very, very large frame, 
and when I say large frame, I'm saying probably Glock 19 size and bigger. Um, one thing that can happen, and if you're watching on our YouTube channel, you'll be able to see me do this action, but basically it causes a rocking of the boat, if you will. Um, and that's true with almost any paddle holster on a large frame. On the small frames, the weight of the gun just kind of suspends straight down behind the paddle um, and stays in place really well. But the larger guns with the large capacity magazines, that grip sticking out the back gives it counterbalance and causes it to rock a little bit in there. So that would be the only, if I had any negative to say about a paddle holster, I don't suggest them for very large frame, uh, very large frame semi-autos. Um, but other than that, any of the standard frames or small frames or micros, mm -hmm. they're, they're absolutely an excellent choice. Um, and like I said, this is a, you know, the 19 is a very decent sized gun. Sure. Um, there's a lot of weight to this, even though it's a two and a half inch gun and I still pretty darn comfortable all day long. Right. So, right. Yep. Um, yep. That. It doesn't dig into my hip or anything like that. So, um, and one thing I wanted to point out on your, uh, particular holster is that Pardon. for those watching, um, you know, this is a gun that has a weapons light on it, and that's an incredibly compact package yeah. right there. I think that's really cool. I love the profile. Um, you know, it's just one of the many things they do here to, get, you know, true custom Kydex. Yep. So, honestly, I mean, I see you wear this every day. I never see the gun out, right? right. luckily. Yep. And um, <laughs> But uh, I, I honestly didn't know that this had a light on it. Okay. So, yeah, okay. so, I mean, Great. that's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, which is, uh, you know, it's uh, kind of maximum results with the, Minimal usage of Kydex there, so that's sure. awesome. Sure. And we have some other patterns in the uh, paddle holster design. This is called the Kelly Bear. Uh, it's more of an arrowhead-type look to it, uh, which has been very, very well-received in here just for something different. It's still completely functional just as a paddle holster. It's just a little different design. And we have a grand total right now, I think, of 66 or 67 color choices that people can oh. pick from for their holsters. So if you come in and you are interested in that. And there again, I'm not turning this into necessarily just a commercial for us. There's a lot of great manufacturers out there. Now, the one thing I will talk about just briefly is universal fit holsters. Um, we, I, I, we had a situation the other day, a gentleman come in and he bought a gun at the top of his budget. Um, he had a certain amount he wanted to spend. Then as an afterthought, he decided to get a holster and he went with a universal fit holster for a very large frame gun. And what I mean by universal fit is a nylon style holster that's designed to fit basically any large frame semi-automatic. And I wanted to bring that up a little bit just as a safety and security uh, type aspect and just mention to folks that I would rather see you spend a little bit less on the firearm right. and get a high-quality, good retaining holster. The last thing you want to have happen is a firearm to fall out mm -hmm. or to be in a situation where you're in a struggle and the holster can actually be ripped away from your body. Um or you go to draw the, the firearm in an emergency and it's tangled up in the nylon on the inside of the holster or gets tangled up on whatever strapping system or, or uh, any number of things there as far as getting the gun out and cause a delay in that or the inability to do that can cost you your life. Right. So, um, so universal fit holsters, while we have them in stock, uh, and there are applications for that. Say you have just a field gun that you want to, you know, a pistol, a 22, you know, 
SR22 or a Walter or something like that, that uh, you're farming or cutting wood or out working in the woods. Obviously, you don't want to wear a really nice holster or something you can tear up out there. Um, you know, a utilitarian nylon holster would be just fine for that application. Mm-hmm. I've got some. Um, and I'll throw a 22 mag pistol in there or something, uh, Ruger, you know, an older Ruger, um, toss in one of those nylon holsters, Uncle Mike's or any of the other brands that are out there and just carry that to the woods for the day. Right. So just kind of keep that in mind when you're looking at firearms and if you're setting yourself a budget, which everybody has to operate on a budget, um, you know, but plan on, you know, plan on 50 to $70 for a good holster, uh, would be a, a, a good number to kind of work with. So work that into your budget when you're thinking about the you know, firearms. And, and I'd budget, you know, because we could do a whole other segment on belts too, but I'd, I'd budget somewhere between 150 and 175 for a belt and holster combination. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about uh, if you're going to carry a firearm for personal protection, we're talking about something that you're staking your life on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, and do you want to stake it on a $15 holster and a $10 belt? Right. Those are, you know, quality products are what they are. Absolutely. At some point in time. And, and also, you know, and, you know, as you learn, because we've certainly, you know, it's not like you and I woke up and had one holster for the rest of our life. So, <laughs> right. you know, there's there's a lot of different uh, things you can experiment with, too, which we've talked about before. But sure, um, that's, you know, like you said, flex that into your budget because mm-hmm. it's a very important part of the combination. You bet. You bet. All right. We're going to move on here a little bit. We're going <clears> to uh, start the next segment here in a second. I will mention that uh, please follow us on all of our social media. Find us on, uh, of course, on YouTube, on Spotify, um, any podcast uh, provider. Uh, just look us up for Two Bear Arms, and that's T-W-O, Bear Arms. And uh, also follow us on Facebook and Instagram, both uh, We the People Munitions Company and Two Bear Arms. We would appreciate it. And uh, also you'll get the latest information and the latest updates on products that we're bringing in. And uh, you'll see our daily posts on Facebook if you follow us there. I would like to also mention a new sponsor for us that uh, is a local sponsor. Wonderful customer, wonderful people. I've done business with them personally for over 20 years, and that's W.R. Hall Insurance Company out of Warsaw. Uh, Excellent, excellent company. Great personal service. They're always available to answer my questions as far as insurance, and they insure probably 90% of what we do here and my home and autos. Um, The only part that they can is some specialty insurance that we have to have that's not available to them, but everything else they take care of for us. And like I say, I've been a customer of theirs for 20 years. They're a customer of ours in here, and uh, they've uh, recently came on board as a sponsor both for the Paradise Pass Gun Club and uh, also for this podcast segment. So, Mike, we appreciate your business. Eric, uh, look forward to seeing you next time you come in and everybody else there at that office. So, WR Hall Insurance Company in Warsaw. Take a look at them. All right, next segment moving on. Let's talk a little bit about uh, handguns here. And uh, you made the choice this morning. And uh, what are we going to discuss this morning? Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, a gun that has a fair amount of buzz about it right now. It's the Ruger Max 9. Ruger Max 9. Okay, uh, Ruger um, entered into the higher capacity micro nine market. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got a 365 on the table here to kind of give a little bit of comparison. We're not going to give a huge in-depth comparison, um, but we're going to explain some of the differences. As you can see, uh, they're pretty similar in size. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the differences with the Ruger is uh, they've included a manual safety. Okay. They've got their safe action style trigger. 
another huge uh, thing for them is right out of the gate, the gun comes optic ready. That's a that's a really that's nice. A, feature. That's a really big deal, um, and it and it comes with great sights mm-hmm. right from right from the factory. Um, then that rear is a, is the height for co witness. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna if you're gonna put a micro dot on there or something like that, it comes with a one ten round mag, which is a flush fit. This has the extended round mag in it, which is a 12 rounder. Uh, so you can get your pinky on there. For me personally, the flush fit, my pinky hangs off a little bit, which is not a terrible thing depending on the application. Sure. They've done a nice job of melting the lines on the slide. Um, good serrations, uh, both front and rear on the slide. The uh, texturing on the grip is not overly aggressive. Some people will like that. Some people won't. Um, but uh, so far, they, they seem to be a pretty good winner, and uh, I'm glad to see them enter into this market. And from a price point standpoint, you know, it's very reasonable. Uh, yeah, they hit the mark. They came right up there against uh, the 365 and the Hellcat and the 43X. All of those are all swimming in the same pool. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's fans for each brand, and that, there's you know that's great. And I think each brand has something special to offer in their own rights. You know, it's I guess it goes back to the same. And I use the analogy a lot of Ford Chevy Dodge mm-hmm. type arguments. Um, you know, everybody has their brand loyalty. A couple other things I'll point out on the uh, on the Ruger Max Nine is also those sights that uh, Deuce mentioned that co-witness, but they also have put a straight ninety degree back on that. So if you do not put the optic ready on there that also becomes a combat cut uh, site. It can be body raked. And I'll do a segment on tactical stuff at some point, and I'll explain all that for those that aren't familiar with it. But uh, it's just a nice feature on there for anybody that uh, that uh, likes every feature possible for a combat situation, and that's just something that they build in there. Also, their front site, they did something just a little bit different here. They have a fiber optic site in that, but then they've also encompassed it with a white phosphorus line around, <clears throat> around the fiber optic site, which really gives it a, a bright pop when you bring that gun up. One of our good customers the other day uh, purchased one, and he brought it back in and allowed me to run a couple boxes of ammo through it. And it's a very, very smooth shooting firearm. Uh, triggers what you would expect out of a micro gun. It's not anything that you can just, you know, write home to mom and say, wow, this is exceptional. Right. But it is, uh, it is standard in the market comparatively to the others. But the one thing that I really did like about it is it seemed like the slide right out of the box was very, very smooth in application. Um, a few of the others in the micro carry, there's a little bit of graininess to it. I didn't feel that near as much in the, uh, in the rigor aspect. And like I say, the sight is what impressed me the most. Also the grip side of the firearm, each one of the manufacturers does have a definite different feel to their grips. And the best way I can describe Ruger's is a rounded off square. Um, you know, when you talk about the uh, 43X, it's more of an oval shape, if mm-hmm. you will. And the SIG, in my opinion, is more of a square with no sharp edges. And this is a completely rounded square, and if that makes sense to you. But uh, probably the best thing, if you're considering any of these micro guns, just stop in, take a look, or stop in at any of your local gun shops if you're not close yep. to us and take a look. We mainly have them in stock they come in and out of stock every time we get a shipment they're here right. for a few days and then they're gone so i will i will say comparing you know looking at the hellcat the 365 and the max and now the max 9 for for guys that feel that come in sometimes they'll grab a 365 and that's just too small for my hand 
Mm -hmm. the the max nine does seem to fill your hand a little bit more just just by nature i mean still very small gun um very compact but it does seem to fill your hand so if you've got a little bit larger hand and you're looking to get into a a micro nine might be worth looking at sure sure absolutely well great all right now we'll move into the uh little information about uh eot uh, range updates. Yeah, um, we're working on the range every day. Every day. We've every got guys day. down there working on it right now. Some right. of our employees are down there working on it. And, uh, you know, I was out there yesterday. I uh, did a lot of range cleanup. and Looked um, great, by the way. Some, so, thank you. Some prop, some prop uh, modification. But, uh, you know, my uh, one of my biggest goals is uh, the new steel we have on the way. Yeah. And um, pretty much uh, every pistol shot, at end of trail will be on brand new steel, which nice. is pretty cool. Um, and I just, I also want to give a shout out to a couple of guys that were a big part of helping us get the new steel. Uh, there's a shooter in Minnesota from uh, the Cedar Valley Vigilantes, the host of Gunsmoke, which is the Midwest regional, uh, happy Jack Traven. Uh, he was kind enough to make new stands and hangers for us for the new steel. Um, and he did that. Uh, pretty much for no cost of labor, donated this time to us. Uh, and then JB Kidd, um, a friend of my, a friend of ours yeah. from Iowa, yeah. drove from Des Moines to Morristown, picked up the stands, drove from Morristown to Etna Green, Indiana. Uh, basically, a twenty-hour round trip just to bring us stands to help us out, guys. To do um, and you know, and these guys, you know, they they wouldn't care if we mentioned their names at all. Right. But I think it uh, that's one of the coolest things about our game is. Um, you know, that everybody's willing to chip in and help. You bet. And then, uh, of course, uh, Montana Longhair, the mighty furball, is yep. uh, cutting us up some new steel. Absolutely. And uh, Dublin Raider is also helping us with some new steel. So, yep. it, uh, you know, guys, it's an incredible amount of uh, people coming together, and they're doing it for the love of the game. Yeah. They want to make things better. And, it, you know, one of the things that always makes better is new steel. So Absolutely. It, uh, Absolutely. Because you know, that's a pretty big part of our game. And the entire PPR crew, I don't want to run down the names in case <clears> I happen <throat> to forget one, but the amount of crews, you know, we've actually <clears throat> got all the improvements going at two locations. We've got it going here, um, here on the range, getting a lot of stuff done. And then uh, Big Iron Bohannon's got a crew there at his place. Yeah, his wood um, shop. His wood shop. He's got a, and we, we, when we say that, we're not talking lightly. He's got no. a pretty huge, huge barn that uh, they've yep. converted over into a wood shop, and they're building new picnic tables, new benches, new props, uh, new unload tables. So yep. um, there's there'll be a crew there this weekend, pretty large crew of the PPR um, uh, members, and also the committee members will be there working on a lot of yep. things. We were going to work here on the range this weekend, but it's supposed to be horrible weather, so we're going to postpone that part of it, and we're getting right. a lot of it done today um, with our with our labor force that we have here for Two Bear Arms and WTP. So, yeah, they're I mean they're busy working on uh, unload tables and uh, benches and picnic tables for us, and you know, which is quite an undertaking to build. And, yeah, um, it's it's pretty awesome to have a crew with that skill set too yep. you know so there's i mean you know there's a you know there's can there's a half dozen guys there that any one of them can do that independently and they're kind of joining forces so that's pretty cool yeah so. it's, it's it's wonderful um we've got some new electrical going in we started working on that uh dublin raider was here the other day and uh you and i down there and we got uh, all that trenched in and uh got uh, new electrical going in for the purpose of the, uh, the the tents and the beer garden application and 
uh, some of the food vendors. And so just a lot going on all the time. It's right now we're down to what, like 50, 56 days, 56 days, yeah, 56 yeah. days. So yeah. we're in full, full speed here. And, uh, it's, it's basically uh, well, almost a seven day a week operation right now to get everything as perfect as we possibly can. Pretty much. So, and yeah. then of course, uh, Misty's working every day to, you know, in contact with vendors and different suppliers and stuff like that. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, she, she's got a tall task in front of her because, uh, you know, she is organizing uh, remotely, which yeah, is absolutely. which I've done before, which is yeah. always a challenge. So yeah. she's doing a great job, and uh, we're with you know in communication with her on a daily basis, and uh, we're on track, and things look great. So yeah, and yeah. Um, they had uh, she's at Land Run right now in Oklahoma, yeah, yeah. Um, which uh, they're unfortunately I think they're supposed to have some really bad weather today, so I hope oh. for they're they're supposed to have some hail and tornado oh. watches and stuff like that, and. Kind of a match is worst nightmare. So I wish right. I wish them all the luck over there. I yeah. hate to hear that. Yeah, stay um, safe, guys. But uh, there was a TG meeting, um, and I will mention it. There was a TG meeting there yesterday at Land Run, and um, Misty was very excited. Um, she said it was extremely positive. Great. Um, a lot of excitement about this year's EOT. A lot of excitement for the organization moving forward. So she was very happy. Awesome. With the feedback, she said the TG meeting was packed. Oh, that's so people, great. People, people are getting the information and yeah. they're happy about it. So. Well, and we, we appreciate from the PPR side of things, the mass amount of support we've gotten. I'm still getting emails every week from people with just a few questions, which is perfectly acceptable and great that uh, they're coming in, but also getting a lot of compliments and, and, and a lot of people thanking us for, for uh, putting it on. And like I remind them, you know, it was Misty's decision to bring it here. So, mm-hmm. you know, start to thanks there. And I can't imagine, I was thinking of it the other night, how, you know, for so many years, the SAS uh, headquarters has had a system of doing EOT and uh, now to do it remotely. Um, I can't right. imagine how that task has changed. Getting right. the booklets together. I know yep. you guys were working on stages and getting information back and forth, but Misty and them have to redesign all the stage booklets and, and all the schematics for each, each and every stage, you know, that alone is a daunting task right. to get it set up for what we have. So yeah. it, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't envy their position. Um, no. I almost would prefer to be doing what I'm doing now. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, exactly. You know, and in the midst of it, she's got to deal with us. Yeah. So that's, uh, I mean, we're, we're treasures. I mean, we, well, we yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We're just we're absolutely. so pleasurable to be around all the time. Well, yeah, especially but, uh, me. I, I kind of keep it all. Oh, you are like a uh, definition of <laughs> tolerance. There you go. There you yeah. go. See, I keep trying to tell you that. I'm finally getting you to believe that. That's 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 awesome. And it's now yeah. on tape for the whole world. Somebody no. help me. <laughs> you ever heard of up. the Stockholm syndrome? <laughs> See, I know oh, it worked. It only yeah. took a little over a year being right, here. Yeah, with me. Yeah. Perfect. I like exactly. it. I like it. It works. It it's, works. Uh, no, but it, she's been great. She's been patient with us. And uh, no, it's been a good combination. Um, and all 12 stages are written. Yep. Um, and I've also been in contact with Serenity, who is the match director for the Wild Bunch match. Outstanding. Um, I believe she uh, has her stages done as well. If not, she's very close. Great. Um, and we're working very well together. Yep. So, uh, you know, we're accommodating each other and trying to make it the best event that we possibly can. Excellent. So. Excellent. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. And it sounds like a pretty good turnout for the Wild Bunch yeah. event, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which they still are uh, taking, accepting signups for the Wild Bunch yes. Action World yes. Championship match. Yes. So um, that is possible. And uh, just, you know, just a little shameless plug, we are shooting our monthly match 
uh, next Saturday, May 1st here. Yes. Um, and we had some, uh, quite a few out of staters last month. We had, se- we had 70 shooters. Yeah. I'm guessing, uh, if the weather is decent, we'll probably have close to around 80 yep. this time around, maybe a little bit more even. So, uh, if you, uh, you know, if you're a few hours away or a couple hours away, come and join us. Yeah, so you, absolutely. You know. Or if you're a day or two away, there's hotels. So, yep, you can, absolutely. Or bring your sleeping bag, sleep on the ground. Yeah, or sleep in your car. Yeah, whatever. or sleep in your car. We allow all of it. Yeah. So We've done that before. We, we have done that before. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sometimes on sometimes purpose. On purpose yeah. Sometimes <laughs> not on purpose. So. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, moving on. Moving, <laughs> moving on. This is a family-friendly show. It let's is. move forward. Uh, so, um, all right. So let's talk a little bit about the favorite gun of the week. Oh, the, we the, the old favorite. The, of the old week. favorite, the favorite of, the of the week. Okay, well, guys. What you got? I, I picked out um, one of uh, something that we actually get a lot of here in the store. This is actually uh, it's what's known as a pocket pistol. Yeah. This one in particular is an Ivor Johnson Arms and Cycle Works yeah. variety. Um, it's in 32 caliber, which be which be 32 Smith and Wesson, which is the shortest, mm-hmm. tiniest of the 32 calibers. Okay. Um, center fire gun still. Um, what's kind of cool, and a lot of people don't realize this, it's amazing how many of these we see walk mm-hmm. in the door, yeah. um, and they all generally have the same story. This was my aunt's gun. This was my grandmother's gun, and it right. was in her her sock drawer, right. you know, or in the kitchen drawer or something like that. And, you know, one of the biz- biggest reasons that these were so popular, it was an absolutely economical way. You know, these, for lack of a better term, these were the high points of their day. Sure. Okay. Um, it was a gun that worked, that you could keep at home. And and, and a lot of times, um, some of these didn't even have maker's marks on them. They may have been made by H&R or Ivor Johnson or whoever, but they may have just had, uh, you know, they would have a name on them like Swamp Angel or Ladies yep. Companion or something like that. And then what was also unique is uh, I know that one flour company, um, you know, baking, flour for baking, if you would buy a 50-pound sack, when you would buy that in another small sack within that fl- bag of flour would be a pocket pistol. It, it, they were used as promo items. Um, I've seen them coupled back in the day with ready-made cigarettes, which were kind of a turn-of-the-century thing. You know, you buy six packs of so-and-so, and you got a pocket pistol. You know, so that kind of tells you what these guns, what the cost of making them was at the time. So if know. the Pillsbury or the Camel Cigarettes executives are listening, we just brought you back a great marketing idea. Yeah, just, huh? yeah, so, free yeah, pocket free pistol pocket with pistol. every purchase, you know. And, <laughs> um, and, and, and another thing, what's kind of wild and crazy is these, these really kind of represent a time in the firearms industry when things were not regulated like they are now. Sure. You know, I mean, how crazy would it be to send a handgun with a with a household item as a bonus nowadays but that kind of shows you the culture difference too i mean back then it was no big deal and um you know the the funny thing like i said there's tons of these in use and um another i have another uh friend that i shoot with that uh, retired from the postal service and up until the 80s there were several postal um locations that had pocket that he would have to occasionally take uh, high-valued items to the airport mm-hmm. for shipment, mm-hmm. and the policy was is that he would put that pocket pistol in his pocket. Literally, wow. it was a thirty-eight Smith and Wesson uh, pocket pistol, no bigger than this, oh, and that's what they had in their arsenal sure. for for people to take with them. And okay. uh, he actually ended up buying that gun on retirement. Really? So yeah, it's marked with the Postal Service and stuff on it, which is kind of cool. That's but pretty uh, awesome. Yep. Yeah, you know, these were these were uh, big with private investigators back in the day. Uh, railroad um, conductors and stuff would carry them as well. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, yeah, just kind of interesting history. 
kind of a cool little gun. Absolutely. And I know, you know, from being in the business, the mass number of different designs that we've seen come in. It, it uh, I don't know, you know, when you said you were going to present this gun, I, I tried to think just a little bit on, you know, is there been a more diversified design than the pocket pistol? And I don't know if there has. I mean, barrel lengths and calibers and finishes and manufacturers and stamps and mm-hmm. grip designs, you know. Well, and just, you know, like I, we've seen several that literally have a safe action style trigger, mm-hmm. like you see on a Glock or any any number of the, the modern semi-autos today, you know, so there's really not a whole lot that's new and quite often, you know, you'll see them with a squeeze cock in the back yeah. as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and like I said, they, they vary in, in make and model and variety and value, but they're, they're, they're kind of a cool, you know, and for people that are looking, um, for a cool gun to collect, mm-hmm. it's kind of a gun that you can economically collect as well sure. in comparison. So, and, uh, and we quite often have people to, you know, every time we get a box of 32 Smith and Wesson or, um, you know, any of the 38 Smith and Wesson, any of the pocket pistol rounds, they sell because people still have the guns laying around. So, sure. Yeah. yeah. We get people in all the time asking for, asking for the shorts and such for grandpa's old gun. Yep. Grandpa's old gun. Yep. So. And uh, tucked away, you know, during the pandemic last year, during all the, the riots elsewhere, people were digging around in their houses, finding old guns, uh, a lot of uh, senior citizens right. coming in and looking for ammo for their old pocket pistols right. that they hadn't pulled out of the drawer sure. in, in 35, 40 years. And yep. decided they were going to load them up with some fresh ammo. Yeah, and some, you know, some of the coolest ones we get in sometimes are yeah, a pin fire or rim fire variety that there unfortunately isn't any ammo available right. for, but uh, right, right. still very cool to collect and and look at so. yeah yeah and it's a poor man's collector gun which i like absolutely um you know i've got a couple different uh um variations of guns that i collect that are that are cheap you know cheaper guns sure. you know two two hundred uh five hundred dollar type guns mm-hmm. that uh you know you can afford to buy a couple of them a year or three or four of them or five of them a year and uh you know pocket pistols would fall in that because we see them in what price range do we normally see them in for retail uh you know generally uh you know, one one seventy five to two fifty. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. So, so yeah, they can be picked up pretty reasonable to start your collection, and then also for the uh, cowboy action side for the uh, pocket pistol. Uh, yeah, side we, matches. Yep, we do shoot them in pocket pistol side matches. Yeah, so. and that's a lot of fun to do, um, especially when primers are available. It's a lot of fun to go. Uh, yeah. Do, so. Right. <laughs> so great. All right. Well, we thank everybody for watching. We're going to, uh, let me tell you about the shoots that are coming up. So for your calendar, put on there that here at Paradise Pass, we have the Make Black Powder Great Again uh, match coming May 22nd and 23rd. There again, we hope to uh, get Big Iron Bohannon uh, to We'd shake his schedule free to come in would here. Would love to have Big Iron Bohannon. We would love to here. have him here. I know his schedule's so jammed up. It is so jammed so up. Hard. He does work so hard. He, he does. He yep. does. Just the man works to the bone so um anyway uh, i know he's dying to come in here maybe we'll do it remote maybe we'll just capture him like at his house if you see him or talk to him or interact with him any of his florida friends or anything like that give him a how you'd say you'd love to see him on the podcast yeah i'd love to get him in here confederate cold if you're listening get a hold of big iron i know Mm -hmm. he listens to a lot that you have to say so get a hold of him tell absolutely get on this show absolutely yeah we you know that that would be the highlight of our year to get him on here and he is going. He is going to threaten my life probably by you're dead. At this point. Absolutely, <laughs> you're dead. Yep. that's awesome. 
All right. And then, as you all know, EOT is coming here in June, and uh, it is still sold out, and it is still a waiting list for that, which is awesome. But if you do live uh, within a few hours or a day or whatever, and you didn't make it into the match, please come over and at least visit the vendors, the massive amount of vendors. That Over 20 there. vendors right now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty epic. And then just to be able to experience it uh, the one and only time east of the Mississippi. And uh, and then also you can sign up for Indiana State. We still have some spots available for that. That's the very next week. It starts on the 2nd of July and goes through the 4th of July. And we've got some really awesome, awesome things planned for that uh, for yep. that shoot. And it'll be a total reset. Same facility, different match. Absolutely. Totally different match. If you're bringing a camper in, you just set your camper up for EOT and you stay all the way through state. You don't even have to move it unless you want to. Right. You know, so, it's a match being produced by kind of two different people, more yeah, or less. Absolutely. So we should absolutely. actually have a contest to see which one people like the most. Oh, all right. So I'm going <laughs> to give out free puppy. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to go that way. Clean shooters get free puppies. I can't compete yeah, with that. There you go. Uh-huh. And then uh, also want to mention July 31st. That's a one-day event. It's going to be the ladies-only shoot. Um, the men are going to be assisting the ladies all day as far as pushing gun carts around and preparing lunch and uh, picking up brass and all that good things. And it'll be a ladies day of fun. So um, check out our Facebook page, check out the SAS Indiana page. It's a new page. Um, I'm not sure. uh, Traveling kid. Traveling kid and Mo better. And then started that up, I believe. Um, If I missed anybody there, I apologize, but uh, uh, a great, uh, a great uh, page to look at. If you shoot here in Indiana at any point in time, um, just keeps you up to date on all the all the happenings. Also, just a real quick shout out. Don't mean to keep dragging it on, but a real quick shout out to uh, Jonesboro. Um, they're getting ready yeah, to Deer fire Creek. back up mm-hmm. Deer Creek, and uh, they're getting ready to fire back up for the season next weekend. And uh, super excited about that. Our good friend Doc Moeller is getting back involved with his boys. Yep. And, Along with uh, Flatwater Bob and Flatwater Bob, and uh, yeah, it'll be be actually beautiful. Beautiful club, guys. Beautiful yep. facility. Very well taken care of. Um, I, we won't, unfortunately we can't make it this Sunday cause right. we're going to be working, yep. but, uh, we will make it over there some season. It's, it's a great club to shoot at. So Absolutely. we encourage you to support them. And they yeah. were, you know, back, uh, many, many years ago, you know, 15, 18 years ago when doc was running it, uh, back then, you know, they were holding the Indiana state there, which I always had a wonderful mm-hmm. time and they were very gracious enough to start trading it off with us. And then, and then doc let us just take it back, uh, to, or keep it here, I guess is the best right. way to put it. And Doc has been nothing but a really, really exceptional friend of this club, and and we appreciate everybody down there, and we're really glad they're fired back up. And Absolutely. Rolling. So uh, that's great. And I think that's all the announcements we have for dates and such. Um, also, there again, follow us on social media, folks. And uh, if you're listening to our podcast or watching this for the first time, please hit the subscribe and like button uh, so you're up to date every time we post some things. We have some new tutorial videos coming out. I didn't say that out. Tutorial. Yeah, there you go. Tutorial. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Didn't have enough coffee yet this morning. Uh, but, I went uh, to college there, for a semester and a half. Wow. So pretty yeah. well spoken. I went there for the parties. So yeah, you weren't actually attending. You well, were just there. Just there. Yeah, yeah just there. Yeah, a few that's times. Fine. Yeah. Uh, okay. So anyway, we have some educational videos coming out uh, from some of the staff here at Two Bear Arms, and you'll start seeing those released sometime starting probably next week. Uh, one or two of them will come out, and then. Uh, Hopefully, we'll be able to present those every week. Yeah, and we're uh, making constant uh, 
improvements to the podcast absolutely our equipment here so um you know we're doing that uh you know because people seem to enjoy it so we really appreciate everybody that listens and again guys if you guys have any suggestions or any topics you'd love for us to cover uh we'd like to hear it yeah absolutely we will accept uh as long as it's within the uh kind of within the subject matter of the firearms industry and, so. and approved by the FCC and approved by the FCC. Correct. No, right. This is a family show. There you go. There you go. All right. We're running short on time here, folks. Thank you so much for watching. And like we always remind you, keep your powder dry. Thanks for watching.